You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey, y'all, welcome back to Flourish Weekly. I am so thrilled to be back with you again. Um, You know, this is one of my favorite formats for um, communicating and sharing with you. I love this format. Um, And so thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part. I want to share with you something today that I believe may be the one thing holding you back from the next level or the next season of your life. Um, I believe this may be the one thing that's uh, kind of a wall between you and your next Um, season of fulfillment. So if you hang with me, I'm going to share this, and I believe that you will be encouraged, strengthened, and I believe that you're going to have a breakthrough. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I love you so much. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word. I pray that every person listening is encouraged. I pray that every person is strengthened. And I pray, Lord, most importantly, that we hear your voice. Tell us who we are, who we belong to, and what you have provided for us. Lord, help us to break through and to believe that we are yours and we are truly your child. We thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so... I'm excited to talk to you a little bit today about something that God's been laying on my heart concerning identity. Um, uh, in the story of the woman with the issue of blood, there, you know, I've been preaching on this story quite a bit lately. It's just been on my mind. It's been on my heart. I've done different angles of it, different revelations about it. And one of the things that I really want to drive home today is in verse, let's see, Luke chapter 8, verse 48. And so we know the story of the woman with the issue of blood. She came to Jesus. She pressed through the crowd. She touched the hem of his garment. And then he healed her. Um, But in verse 48, he says, then he, the Bible says, then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And one of the things that I think we are really lacking in the church, in our personal lives, in our world is identity. And what do I mean when I say identity? Well, I feel like we have a lot of people who are walking around not knowing who they are, not knowing why they were created, not knowing um, if if they're fulfilling the purposes of God in their life, maybe feeling insecure, maybe feeling like the puzzle piece isn't quite fitting right. And you just feel out of place, insecure, uncertain. And obviously, just turn on the news for a minute and you can see that we have a world that lacks identity. We have people who don't know who they are. We have people who don't know... Um, what they were created for. We have people who don't know that they are, number one, God's creation. And the Bible says in Ephesians that we are His creation, that we are His masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that He has prepared in advance for us to do. Let me say that one one more time, and this is just coming up out of my heart. I did not have this planned. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's workmanship. His, it's workmanship. Imagine a, a, a woodworker in his shop creating and working and designing and, and spending the hours and the tedious minutes detailing out this beautiful workmanship and creation, right? We are God's workmanship created We are not an accident. We are not um, a result of a big bang. We are a created creature 
created and designed by God. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, to do good works, which He has prepared in advance for us to do. And so, excuse me, and so many times what we are lacking is the understanding of either being His workmanship, being created, or knowing that we were created to do good works that He prepared in advance for us to do. And so I'm not saying in any way, should you feel discouraged, or should you feel um, ashamed, or should you feel condemned by this? But many of you are walking around in life lacking identity because you are not doing the good works He has created and designed and planned in advance for you to do. It's time for us to, to, to start by knowing who He is, knowing that He's our Father, begin to know that we're His child, and then begin to figure out, okay, God, what good works did you prepare in advance for me to do in this life? Because, man, when you find that, the, the puzzle piece just fits, and it clicks, and you, you find God provides so much security and confidence and strength in, in that moment of knowing, oh my gosh, this is what I was created for, and this is what I'm going to do. But what happens is a lot of times we are running either from God, number one, a lot of people are just running from God in general, so they have no sense of identity because they have no relationship with God through Jesus and through the, 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 the price that He paid on the cross for us. Maybe they have a relationship with God that's false, a false religion or a false understanding of who God is. They don't have an understanding of a relationship with God through Christ, a relationship with God through Jesus who paid the price, died on the cross, provided for us to be forgiven, provided for us to be released of sin and shame and guilt, and provided for us to have a relationship with God that is not built on works. All right? So either A, we've got people who have no sense of identity because they have no relationship with God through Christ, or B, we have people lacking identity and lacking self-worth because they are not fulfilling the good works He has prepared in advance for them to do. And I'm going to challenge you today, guys. If you are listening to this, I want you to listen till the end, even if you feel challenged, even if you feel convicted, even if you feel um, maybe a little bit pricked. I want you to listen until the end because I believe at the end of this, God is going to open your eyes and open your ears to hear and to see your purpose on this earth and what He is called and gifted you to do. My goodness, there are gifts in your life that are sitting on a shelf just waiting to be opened and to be developed and to be used for His glory. It's not always going to be easy. It is going to require you to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. It's going to require you to do things you don't necessarily want to do. But man, the fulfillment that comes. And I'm going to tell you something. Serving God doesn't The purpose in serving God is not to fulfill ourselves or to fulfill our own needs, but it happens. All right? I'm not going to be religious enough to tell you, to sit up here and tell you, oh, when you when you serve God and when you do the things God's called you to do, it's just for other people and it's just for His glory. It is 100% number one for His glory and number two for other people that are dying and going to hell and need Jesus. But it is also in the in the process, it will fulfill you in a way that nothing else on earth ever will. Why? Because you're His creation, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that He has prepared in advance for you to do. And so can you imagine a man or a, a woman, a designer, a, an architect creating a machine and it not being used for its purpose and it just sits over there and rusts until it's no good for anything? No. 
We are His workmanship, and we need to fulfill His purposes on this earth for our life. And when we don't, we feel like we're spinning our wheels. But when we do, there is a fulfillment and a security and a strength and a confidence that comes and a joy. Man, what joy there is. It's a glimpse of heaven, honestly. It's a glimpse glimpse of heaven when we are fulfilling His purposes for our life. And if you're not doing that right now, I don't want you to feel condemned. I don't want you to feel uh, frustrated or bothered. But what I do want you to do is acknowledge, okay, God, I've been spinning my wheels. Okay, God, I've been in a season of hiding. Okay, God, I've been in a season, maybe maybe even you've just been in a season of healing and restoration, and you've been in a season where you, or, or you've been in a season of a feeling hidden, but God is saying, okay, it's time to come up out of that and step back into the, the season that I've called you to. And listen and hear me when I say this. Sometimes we are fulfilling the purposes of God for our life. We are in the perfect center of His will. We are doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing, fulfilling a certain role, but we feel like we're not doing enough. And we feel frustrated because our flesh is frustrated and our, our pride is frustrated that we're not, we're not on a stage or we're not boss man or boss lady or we're not doing some big grand thing. But let me tell you something. There have been seasons of my life where the good works He created me to do were hidden and in secret and no one saw. And I want to encourage you right now. You may be in a season right now where no one sees. No one sees, especially right now when I talk to you moms of littles. You moms who are raising small children right now, no one sees, but your children see. And God sees your faithfulness, and your children see your faithfulness, and your children see your love, and God sees your love. And sometimes the hidden seasons, honestly, I'm not even going to say sometimes, I'm going to say most of the time, the hidden seasons are the greatest fulfillment of your purposes here on life. And I don't understand why and when society started minimizing motherhood to the point that everyone thinks that it's second best or thinks that it's it's not as uh, fulfilling or it's not as admirable as some other big thing that you could do, like being a CEO or getting three or four degrees or, or running a business or being a boss lady or being a speaker or being a minister who holds the mic. Look, all of these things are amazing. And I applaud all of you for accomplishing great things in your life. But your calling to be a mama to your children is your highest calling. It really truly is. And your children see it and God sees it and I see it. And I want you to know that sometimes We're frustrated, not because we're not in God's perfect will and not because we're not doing the good works He's created us to do, but because we are and they're not what we thought they would be. There was about, oh, two, three years in my life where every day of my life, my purpose was to get up, get dressed, put my makeup on, and go to my mother-in-law's house and be with her in her season of, of struggle. She um, she had cancer. She was very sick, and no one even knew at the time what I was doing with my days. This was every day, pretty much every day, except for a couple days during the week. My days were spent with her, and to, in the beginning of it, I felt that inner turmoil and that inner struggle of oh, this isn't what I'm created to do. This isn't I, this isn't what I want to do. This is very hard for my my. Um, my personality likes to accomplish and check things off a list and and be a doer and be a, um, an accomplisher and 
I like to be um, doing things that on paper look like I'm accomplishing something. But by the end of that time, God had done such a deep work in me of surrender, of truly surrendering to this is what matters the most. This is what I want to do today because this is what matters the most. Being with her, supporting her, strengthening her, serving her, walking with her through that season, being a caregiver, loving her, that was my greatest calling. And I look back and I, I think it may still be, if not the greatest, one of the greatest callings of my life was to walk with her through that season. And I can't wait someday to be in heaven with her and rejoicing with her over what all God has done in my life and what God did in her life. But but right now, I look back on that season and I am grateful. But in that season of hidden, in that season of serving where no one saw, she saw and God saw. And I know deep in my heart that there are eternal rewards hidden away in heaven for that season in my life. And even though it didn't feel, at first, it didn't feel like I was doing the good works that He had created in advance for me to do, I didn't feel like it. It was. It was God's perfect will for that season of my life. And so I want to encourage you today, you might feel challenged and feel like, okay, you know, call yourself by name. All right, Jen, listen. You're off track. You're not in God's perfect will. Where have you missed it? And where do you need to get back to giving God your very best in the purposes that He's called you for? Some of you don't know what that purpose is. Some of you do, and you're just not doing it. You're distracted. You're busy. You're um, filling your life with other things. Or some of you, you are in God's perfect will, and it's just not what you thought it would be. It's not It's not what you want it to be. Surrender to that process. Let God change your heart through this season. Let God God chisel away at your heart. Let Him give you a new perspective of what's important. But if, if, if you're in that first group where you don't know what your purpose is, you're going to have to do what we always say. You're going to have to slow down, seek God, hear His voice, talk it through with someone, talk it through with a pastor or a friend or a spouse, talk this thing through and say, I feel like I've lost my sense of purpose. What is God calling me to do? What do you see in my life? I, you know, to be completely honest, If you have a good relationship with your pastor, with your spouse, with a friend, with a leader, a spiritual mother, a spiritual father in your life, they probably already know. And and they're probably just waiting for you to humble yourself and say, would you walk me through this? Can we have a cup of coffee? Can you tell me what you see? Because they probably already know. And they know that you're just not willing to hear it from them yet. So I want to encourage you, lean into that, whether it's a connect group leader Um, whatever it may be, a spiritual father, spiritual mother, someone in your life who can give you advice and help you discover the good works He's created for you to do. If you're in that second group and you're someone that, you know what, you um, know it, you have been in it, but you got weary, you got tired, you gave up on it, you got bored with it, so you started to do something else, that's okay. Look, God loves you. He has a plan for your life. You're human. He knows you're human. I want to encourage you to go to Him with all of that frustration. Go to Him with all of that boredom. Go to Him with all of those feelings that you have and write it down in your journal. Or if you're not a journaler, just talk it out with God and tell Him how you feel. And look, I'm going to hesitate here for a minute. Look, guys, I can tell you all of these things. You can listen to 17,000 podcasts. But unless you go and do the things that 
I'm suggesting that you do, or the Spirit of God is suggesting that you do, or or some other minister or podcaster is suggesting that you do. Look, you're, you're not going to—what's the point in listening to podcasts if you're not going to apply the wisdom that's there? So listen, even if you want to stop this podcast right now, pull out a journal, pull out your phone, and begin to write down— how you feel. What are you frustrated about? What was it that made it hard? Was it something that you lost? Lost? Was it a friendship that that you lost? Was it a rejection? Was it did it get too hard like it did for Moses when he was leading the people of Israel and they rose up against him and complained about him and and they were they they came against him. Was it was it someone that rose up against you or, or challenged you and it, it made you want to give up? Was it something in your physical body that maybe you're struggling with? Look, there is grace for all of these things. I am telling you, I have walked through seasons where I have needed nothing but grace to get through the day, to get through every minute, to get through every hour, to get through the day. I have needed the grace of God and the grace of the people around me. And I am so grateful that I was able to have His grace, have His love, and have His patience with me and His tenderness with me. But now I'm asking you to allow God to to extend that to you so that then you can be healed and get back into the fight, get back into the race, get back into your purpose and your calling. Don't wait another day. Don't wait another day. Do it today. Do it today. And if you're in that third group of people who... um, you are in God's perfect will, but you are struggling to feel like it is worth anything. I love you, and God loves you, and He sees that this is difficult, but it is His will. The cross was God's will for Jesus, right? You know, there are seasons in life that it feels like we are bearing a cross. Jesus said that um, that we would take up our cross and we would follow Him, This season may feel like you are taking up your cross and every day feels like you are one step closer to giving up. Don't give up. Keep loving. Keep serving. This season is not going to be here forever. It's going to change. If you're home alone with your kids today as you're listening, this season's not going to be like this forever. Seasons will change and you will come through this. Keep surrendering. That, that, That life of continual surrender is what begins to bring fruit in our lives. So don't give up. And look, I'm going to share. I'm going to I'm going to end with this. I've got one more thought I want to share with you and it's concerning identity. Look, identity lies in three things. You're going to find your identity, your strong sense of who you are in three things. One, seeing God as he really is. A lot of people lack identity and they cannot find out who they are because they don't know who God is. They have this false sense of who God is. And, and, and I want to encourage you to really meditate on His love and His kindness and His tenderness and, and His righteousness and His justice and all the things that make Him who He is. The second thing that's going to build your identity is seeing yourself through His eyes. So first, we've got to see Him as He really is. And then we have to begin to see ourselves as He sees us. And how does He see us? How does he see you? Well, he sees you as his daughter or his son. The Bible says that he has called you his friend. He sees you as forgiven. 
and not ashamed. He sees you as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He sees you as His masterpiece, not as a mistake. He does not see you as a mistake. He sees you as a masterpiece. He doesn't see you as ugly. He sees you as beautiful, handsome, called, chosen, qualified. Why? Because Jesus paid the price for all of these things on the cross, and He sees you through the cross. He doesn't see you through your mistakes. I don't care what you have done. I don't care what your past was. I honestly don't care, and neither does God, and the only person who cares is you. So stop thinking about your past. Stop thinking about your mistakes. Stop thinking about how broken your family. Oh, I come from a family that's broken. I come from the ghetto. I come from the hood. I come from this. I come. Uh, I don't care. And neither does God. He's not looking at your past anymore. In fact, the only time he's looking at your past is through the cross to see the grace of Jesus and the fulfillment of his purposes for your life. So come on, get up and think of yourself and see yourself as God sees you, healed, whole, redeemed, chosen, loved. You are all of these things. The Bible says in Isaiah that he has called you by name and you are his. So meditate on that. When the enemy tries to come at you, meditate on who you are because of Jesus. And the third thing that brings identity is fulfilling his purposes for your life by truly seeing others. So you're going to, number one, see God. Number two, see yourself properly. And number three, truly see others and fulfill his purposes for your life by truly seeing others. A lot of times, the purposes of God in your life will come by seeing a need and meeting that need. Sometimes it's going to be the need in your eight-month-old. Sometimes it's going to be the need in your 18-year-old. Sometimes it's going to be the need in your community. You're going to see a need and it's going to pull and draw in your heart and you're going to go, "Uh uh-oh, my heart's beating a little fast. My mouth is getting a little dry. God, what are you trying to speak to me? How can I be a part of the miracle that you want to do in my community, in my church, in my country, in my world? What do you want to do with my life that can help meet this need? For some of you, it may be meeting a financial need. Sometimes the purposes of God for your life today is just to bless somebody who has a need. And you know what? There are needs all around us. If we'll just open our eyes, we'll see a need and we'll be able to meet that need. One of my favorite things currently is that technology has allowed us to send money in an instant. And I love that because there's times I'm on Instagram and or I'm on Facebook or I'm I'm just walking around life encountering people and they're just talking in normal conversation and I hear that, you know, their their grandma's sick or their uh, brothers in the hospital, or they got stuck somewhere on, on in, in a canceled flight, and now they're having to stay in a hotel. Whatever these needs kind of come up in life, I love that I can just pop onto Venmo, and I may not may be able to meet the full need. And I want to challenge you right now. So many of us don't give because we think we can't give to meet the whole need, but if we'll just give a little even just sending someone $50, $25, $100, $1,000, whatever is is in our heart to do. Oh man, it's one of my favorite ways to fulfill the purposes of God for my life because generosity and giving is such a source of joy. It's such a source of fulfillment. And I love to watch God just, just shower His blessings on someone who's generous. 
And I'm praying that for many of you who supported me in this last few months and and through um, the ministry and, and going to Egypt and different things, I am praying that blessing over your life, that whether you sent me 25 or 50 or 500, whatever it was, that God is going to multiply that blessing on your life. And I'm believing that He will. So um, see God as He really is. See yourself as God sees you, and then fulfill His purposes by seeing others. Truly see others. See a need and meet a need. See a need and meet a need. And when you hesitate to meet that need, maybe you can't. Maybe you're not actually capable. Stop and think, who can meet this need? How can I involve the right person to meet this need? I'm praying over something specific in my life right now. There's a need that I want to meet, that I want to see God uh, provide for, but I am praying and seeking because it is outside of my ability, and I'm asking God to show me what my role is and show me how I can connect all of the right people to that need um, that I have recently seen and that I want to see God provide for this uh, particular situation. So anyway, um, a last thing I want to share with you is that the loss of identity often comes from labels. And there's two different kinds of labels. Hang with me. I'm almost done. There's two different kinds of labels. There is the label of, um, there are unwanted labels that have been placed on our lives. Maybe you lack identity because you've taken on a label of being unseen or unwanted or um, divorced, um, miscarriage, um, you know, um, a widow, a widower, some of these different things. Maybe you've taken on the label because of your past. You've taken on a label of of impure or broken or um, you know unwanted. Whatever these different things are, we take on labels that people and society and the world puts on us. But that is not how God sees us. In fact, today He wants to begin to peel off and remove those labels. And then the other type of label often that causes us to lack identity and confidence is the um, missing label. And what do I mean by a missing label? I mean, well, there are labels in our lives that we wish we did have. I wish I had a label of a master's degree. I wish I had the label of a mom. I wish I had the label of um, a wife. Maybe you wish you had the label of boss. Maybe you wish you had the label of um, of healed. Maybe you wish you had the label of skinny <laughs> and you're struggling with your weight. Um all these different things. We wish we had certain labels. We wish we had the label of of beautiful, of popular, whatever it may be. Some of them are good and some of them are not great. But I just want you to know that God will fill in the gaps for what is missing in your life. If you will allow Him, He'll fill in those gaps. He is. Look, I've carried around the unqualified label for a while now as far as not being a mom and feeling like I couldn't minister to moms. And you know what? I'm over that. I'm not going to allow the enemy to do that in my life anymore. I'm not going to allow the enemy to make me feel unqualified. I am qualified because God has called me and appointed me to be a shepherd to His people. And I'm going to do that to the fullness of my ability. And with God's help, I am going to shepherd moms. I'm going to shepherd grandmamas. I'm going to shepherd women of all ages in every walk of life. And I'm going to do my best. And I'm going to be imperfect, but you better believe I am going to walk in the fullness of what God's called me to without the enemy leaving on me a label of unqualified. 
And of course, I have the missing label of mom that has made me kind of feel like there was a hole in my life for a long time. But I'm not allowing that anymore either because God has filled that hole and filled in the gap in my life. And I have rich, wonderful relationships. And I will continue to believe that I'm going to see a miracle concerning motherhood in my life. But in the meantime, I'm not going to allow that missing label to make me feel less than anymore. And I want to encourage you to do the same. So I just want to encourage you to find your identity, find who you are, find that gifting and that talent, find that need that you can meet with your life, and then, man, step into it and do it. I'm, I'm reminded of the um, podcast episode that I did not long ago with my mom, where she shared her story of Pimentel and Dominican Republic and uh, what all they did there. And so if you want to go back and look... Um, Gosh, I cannot remember the title of it right now, but it says it's something of it says Mama Brown in the title. So if you go back and look through, you might even be able to just search Mama Brown, um, but you'll pull that up. And she tells her story of when she encountered the purposes of God for her life, and it interrupted her whole life. But what that legacy has done over the last twenty-five years, and how her life, the life of of she and my dad together, has impacted a nation. Um, and it's so encouraging to hear. So if you really want another story on how to find God's purpose for your life and then to fulfill it, go back and listen to that. I really believe you will love it. And the exciting news that is, is that this July... Um, Pastor Matt and I are taking a team of 25 people from our church back to Dominican Republic to minister there at the school and nutrition center that my parents were such a vital part of starting 25 years ago. So what a blessing, what a legacy. I'm so excited to see all of this come into fruition. So I love you. I want to encourage you. Today matters um, for the rest of your life. Today matters. Legacy matters. Um, Hang in there. Do the work today to get back into the fullness of His purposes for your life because you're a masterpiece. You're His creation. You are His workmanship. You're valuable. You're incredible. You really are. Through the eyes of grace and through the eyes of the cross, you are incredible, called, chosen by God, and qualified for the work that He is entrusting to you. I love you so much, guys. Have a wonderful week. Reach out to me. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear how this encouraged you. I want to hear how it challenged you. Please continue to tell me and reach reach out to me. I love hearing from you. I love you so much. Have a wonderful week. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.